You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now into a live service. We're talking about health, divine health. Now, for a moment, let me take you up into God's future, and we go to the book of Revelation, the 21st chapter, and we find out about what heaven is like. Revelation chapter 21, he said, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3. And I heard a great voice. Everybody say, I heard a great voice. Out of heaven. Saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Now think about this for a minute. The Bible says, know ye not that your bodies are the temple or the tabernacle of God. God lives in our spirit. And we thank God that we have a relationship with him. And then the Bible goes on to say, Paul said, glorify God in your body, in your temple, in your tabernacle. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Nothing glorifies God more in your body than to have the health of God's nature operating and coming out of your body. Can you say amen? Amen. So we glorify God by the healing process. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Now, this is the condition of heaven. And currently, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so when you get into the presence of God, all sickness, disease, and pain cannot dwell there. And the day will come when God will ultimately and finally end all the operation that came from Satan to the degree of bringing pain and sorrow and sickness and disease and hardship and depression and every foul force of the devil that we come up against, it will have no place in heaven. And currently has no place there. When you get to heaven, you don't still have a cancer if you had cancer. You don't still have heart disease if you had heart disease on the earth. When you enter into the glory, the Bible says when we see him, we shall be like him. Jesus doesn't have cancer. Jesus doesn't have heart disease. Jesus is not bound in any area. And for the sake of this lesson, we're talking about healing and health. But that divine health is the nature of God revealed. The Bible says in Exodus, the 15th chapter, God revealed himself, I am the Lord that healeth thee. The nature of healing flows out of the nature of our God. Can you say amen? God's not sitting in heaven with arthritis. He's not sitting in heaven with any kind of bondage, disease, or any such thing. Heaven has no pain in it. Heaven has no death in it. Heaven has no sickness in it. Heaven has no sorrow in it. How many you are glad for the heavenly uh, reality and hope? 
Now, it was Jesus that declared in Matthew 18, whatever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever is bound in heaven, whatever we bind, binding and loosing, but I'm talking about binding. Now, whatever you bind in heaven, it's bound on earth. If sickness and pain and sorrow are bound in heaven, then that's why the Bible says our sorrow is not as the world's sorrow. It means potentially we already have bound those forces. But you have to walk in it. And so as a believer, as a man or a woman that believes Jesus Christ, then we have to understand that the health of God flows to us from heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Binding and loosing in Matthew 18, verses 18 and even 19, we know that this is how God operates and how God blesses. Can you say amen? Now, the first thing that I want to deal with is the area of long life that God has promised to everyone. If you have your Bible, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3, this is the last time that God put a limit on life. I read the other day in Russia, also here in the United States, the oldest man, 113 Russia, people that are 116, 117. When you see those facts that people are living and uh, that they're living long, are you hearing me? Then I think every child of God should apply himself. They asked a lady that was, uh, I forget her exact age, 104, why do you believe you've lived this long? Well, she said, I take a shot of whiskey every morning. Well, certainly that doesn't glorify God. Are you? You're hearing me. And so if an unbeliever can talk about the things that have nothing to do with the nature of God and the glory of God, then why shouldn't God's children have a better testimony? Because we have a better covenant and better promises. Can you say amen? So in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3, the Bible says, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive or work with man for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be. This is God setting our ages. His days shall be 120 years. And so the expectation of every man and woman that walks on the face of the earth based on the word of God, we should expect to live long and certainly it wouldn't be wrong to say 120 years. I talked to a man not long ago, and I read him this verse. He said, I don't want to live no 120 years. And he was so grumpy and cranky, I was praying that he didn't live that long either. <laughs> Looked like he was baptized. How many know that was a joke? I've got to explain myself as I get older. That was my Joel Osteen moment. Amen. That's all you get. No, we should expect these things. We should become, I believe, the older we get, we should become more uh, uh, gracious. We should become more loving. We should become more happy, happier. We should work towards those things. But when you have pain and you have suffering in your body, it can make you feel bad. But we don't go by how we feel. We go by what the Word of God says. 
I have a friend. He contacted me today. He had been diagnosed with cancer of the throat. And he said, Brother Shuttlesworth, yesterday morning I woke up. And he said where that pain had been and where the cancer was, it, my throat just felt dry. I felt like there was a lump there. He said, I swallowed. And when I did, the pain went right out of my throat. The lump went right out of my throat. And he said, I believe the Lord took that cancer out of my body yesterday morning. Oh, hallelujah. What a wonderful thing it is to walk in the expectation of health. What a wonderful thing to know that our God who is God is pouring out of heaven strength and blessing that we might uh, run the race. Hallelujah. 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 Woo! I'm getting blessed myself. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, if you have your Bible, Psalm 91, and in particular, verse 16. The Lord said through the psalmist, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So long life is how God reveals his salvation. The longer you live, the more you see the goodness of God. The writer said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Oh, hallelujah. You look to your left, you feel a little bit depressed. You look to your right, the devil's coming at you on every angle, every way he can. But you look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and you hear him say, I will show you my salvation. I'll show you my deliverance. I'll show you my keeping power. We're kept by the word, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep you, keep you, keep you from falling. Someone said, well, I heard a testimony of someone that was healed. Praise God, he's a healer. But even greater, I like to hear testimonies. He kept me from disease. He kept me from problem. He kept me from that area the devil planned to destroy me. There is a testimony of God's keeping power. Hallelujah. Then Psalm 37, verse 25, we're developing this thought. Long life and health. Psalm 37, verse 25, the writer said, I have been young. And now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging, begging bread. So the timeline is young to old, whatever old is to you, whatever young is to you. In that timeline, he, he, he declares this testimony, old, young to old, young to old. I've never, never, never seen the righteous forsaken, which means we have the promise of God's power and God's life at every age and at any age. Hallelujah. There is no limit to God. There is no failure to God. Are you listening to me? As long as you walk on the earth, you can claim the promise of health and strength. You can be young, he'll heal you. You can be old, he'll keep you by his power. I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Hallelujah. We're not beggars, but we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. We're not going through life hoping this works. We go through life with hands lifted saying, I know the Lord has made a way for me. Hallelujah. When I wake up 
in the morning, I fully expect to walk in the power of God. He'll start me on my way. Hallelujah. He'll carry me through the day. He'll bring me home safe at night. When I lay my head on the pillow, he giveth his beloved sleep or rest. When I lay down, I'm going to be all right. When I wake up again, I'm going to be all right. As I walk through the day, he gives you strength as your days. Hallelujah. There is a place in God where you can walk in divine health. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. As long as you live, you can have strength from God. He's promised it in his word. Can you say amen? Isaiah 40, verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. He increases strength. My own grandmother had a massive heart attack. They rushed her to the hospital. We thought she got through it, was recovering. But then two days later, the doctor calls, asking for my mother. My grandmother's daughter is my mother. And mom and dad had gone out. I think they went to Hardy's to have breakfast. I said, I'm the grandson. He said, if you ever want to see your grandmother alive again, you better get down here to Lynn Haven Hospital. I jumped in my car and began to drive down Interstate 64 to the exit I needed to get on. I flipped my Bible open to the Gospels where it said, where God promised. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hand and thank God for a promise. A promise from the Word of God that strengthens us every hour and every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I read the verse out loud uh, that he would give us, and, and, and I begin to talk in tongues. There's something about it. Let me just stop and say, when you pray in the Spirit, the Bible says you build up your most holy faith. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled with the Spirit. And I begin to pray in tongues, and I'd start to read the verse, and the anointing would come in waves in the car. And I begin to thank the Lord. I thank the Lord that my grandmother would be spared and that she'd be made whole. What sort of things that you ask him, the Father, he will give it to you. I kept quoting it. I kept reading it. And then I remember my dad had what was called a Syrian version of the Bible. And I remember one time when I was preaching that verse, the scripture in the Syrian version says, whatever you ask the Father, if he doesn't have it, he'll make it for you. He can do that. He's the creator. So I begin to say that from my memory. Well, Father, she needs a new heart, and so make her one. Hallelujah. I got to the Lynn Haven Hospital, ran in. She was in the uh, emergency room. They had moved her from her room, and they were working on when I come in. They were trying to shock her with those paddles. And the doctor saw me, and he shook his head and laid the paddles aside. And he said, I'm sorry, son. Your grandmother is gone. 
but I saw her lips were moving. If she's gone, what's she still talking about? So I leaned my head down as close as I could get, and you know what I heard her saying? I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. And I thought if she's not ashamed of him in this hour of her test, then I'm not either. And I laid hands on her, and I said, I command now the new heart to come in her that she might have health. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, boop, she started coming back on the machines. The doctor said, get out of my way. Hallelujah. And two days later, uh, she walked out of the hospital healed by the power of God. The intern said, sit in the wheelchair. The insurance demands it. She said, I'm not sitting in the wheelchair because God has raised me up. He commands it. Hallelujah. God's greater than insurance. He's bigger than the intern. He's bigger than the machine that says you're dead. He's God all by himself. Are you hearing me? And she lived another 23 years on the earth. Hallelujah. Somebody say divine healing and health. Say he gives me power. Power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ, our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world and no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this faith alive network whatever nation you're in you are a part of god's end time plan jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in and by your support as a partner you can help us do this if you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.